Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, The Lando's New Cape. Of our wardrobe. That's right. We're here to talk about Star Wars. So glad you're here. And I'm so glad my friends are here. Jennifer Landa and Joseph Scrimshaw. Welcome to the Star Wars cave. Oh, I'm happy to be in a big three-person Lando cape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm twirling my cape. Twirl. 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 I'm just showing a little bit of shoulder. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, with my cape. Yeah. What is it? Uh, <laughs> we could do an entire episode about this. We're not. But what yeah. is it about capes in Star Wars? Is it just because Vader started this trend we yeah. all love? Yes, I think so. I just lo- I've always loved capes. They just they have style. They're either yeah. they're either to say I'm so stylish or fear me. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. or, like, both. or both. <laughs> fear my style. I don't know. I love. I used to as a kid. I used to you know put on a towel, walk <laughs> around my house, and uh, pretend like I had power. So something about it, yep, absolutely. Something about it, and we guys, we we guys, we guys, <laughs> we all are living in this uh, weird time. The solo trailer is out. We've had these discussions about it. A lot of debate down to his hair, his voice, and all this stuff. But we got other things to talk about here in the Star Wars universe. Uh, big characters. We're going to take a deep dive into the journey of Ray. Ray Kenobi, Ray Palpatine, Ray Nobody, <laughs> and she has got an interesting story we're going to dive into. But also, we got Star Wars Rebels season four. We've talked about it a lot here on the channel, but it is now here—the end of this show that 
in the end, is important to the Star Wars story because it has big themes and characters doing important things. Mon Mothma's speech about the yeah. start of the rebellion is in this show, so it's important. And this last half of the season is is fast approaching, Joseph, and we want to take a little moment to talk about our hopes and dreams and predictions. Are you, are you in this uh, frame of mind to discuss Rebels? Do you got yeah. some thoughts and predictions? Yes, I do. I do. I'm, I've been so excited uh, for the story that it has told of the buildup of the rebellion, the mm-hmm. buildup to the big galactic civil war, uh, and, of course, excited to see Palpatine. Uh, right. And the thing that I'm really thinking and hoping now is, you know, I have some vague theory that, uh, you know, uh, Kanan and Ezra and Ahsoka will somehow all team up to protect some mystical something on Lothal. And then it clicked for me of like a very heroic, cool thing would be if there is some force power on Lothal. Maybe you access the temple. Maybe you access by right. riding a wolf, uh, a loath wolf <laughs> backwards three times. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and Palpatine wants it. Yeah. And wouldn't it be cool for Ahsoka, Kanan, and Ezra for their end beat is to basically uh, defy the Emperor? to take something away that he wants, that they become the guardians of whatever this force thing is on Lothal. I I like this idea more and more, and it's going to tie, where I'm sure we're going to talk about the Mortis arc and, and yeah. Clone Wars and how that relates. But yeah, uh, my expectations for the, the end of the series have definitely changed from the, the beginning, where I thought they all have to die or all this and that. And now it's just weird. It's taken, it's taken the story to a, a different place. I didn't expect that we'd yeah. be tackling these magical force wolves and, 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 and going even, even referencing with that one picture we saw in the trailer of the Mortis arc. I'm like, yeah. this is, I thought this was going to be about the formation of the rebellion. And that's there. We just mentioned the Mon Mothma moment. Um, and it's unfortunate. I don't think Admiral Radis will be in the final few episodes there. It's disappointing to yeah. me. But um, mm-hmm. so, Jennifer, <laughs> predictions, <laughs> thoughts, hopes, who going to die? They're all going to die, <laughs> children. Get ready, because that's the way the life is. Um, no, no, no. I, um, you know, I... I want. I really want to watch the show, and even though I may not know a lot about what's going on, I, I do understand mm-hmm. that it's so significant to the Star Wars storyline right now. I'm hoping that ten years from now, my daughter will come to me and say, "Mom, let's let's watch Star Wars Rebels together," and I'll Aww. say, "Finally, I can have a chance <laughs> to know what everyone was talking about with buffer pigs and right. and you know those oh cats. those buffer pigs." Yeah, yeah, but um, I will be I will be watching. Hopefully, at least these last. There's only what like three there, there, there's not a lot there's, there's like like six i think episodes over yeah episodes and, over and three they're nights. doubling up on a yeah. lot so we're here we're at the end we're gonna get our answers fast yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly yeah um i i i used to really be i'd put a lot of canto bite money down <laughs> that canaan was dying yeah and mm-hmm. i i still think that's that's I still think that's possible. Yeah. But now, to go to your point, Joseph, I, I think it's it's maybe more likely that there's some other path to another another plane of existence. Yeah. That's going to open up here. I think I think that's where it's going. Yeah. And then Sabine, I think, goes back to some of the Mandalorians, and I don't think we're done hearing from Sabine. I don't okay. I don't necessarily mean animated show. There's a lot of other ways you could tell her story. Yeah. And, and I hope so because her and Hera have developed the very important characters. It's not yeah. just the Ezra Bridger show, you know. No, 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 no. Yeah, and I want Sabine back with the Mandalorians. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That would be great. So, you know, there's, you know, like I said, the answers are, are upon us and we'll be talking about it more. I'm sure we'll have some reactions, some breakdowns and, and just thoughts on how this ends. And, and that, that's one of the keys. I think this series ends with some, some thoughtfulness and some, yeah. 
we necessity to dive into it deeper, which for an animated show on Disney XD, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty absolutely. Cool. But for the main topic here, we got something, Joseph, and, and I know you were. This question was really close to your heart, so you want to kind of lead us into this deep dive. And I heard it. I just heard it on uh, on my Twitch channel the other night, which you can follow me at Catnapsock <laughs> and watch me play <laughs> Battlefront Two. Someone asked me, you know, hey, uh, I I don't think Ray has much of an arc. And we talked about it as best you can with me on headphones and While then you're chatting, killing stormtroopers. Well, I'm pew yeah. pew pewing away around, and uh, he kind of says, okay. I see my see my point, and and I see your point, and, and I feel strongly there is an arc, but there is a journey here. And Joseph, we're going to take a dive into Ray and her yes. character journey today. We are going to go on our own hero's journey talking about <laughs> Ray in the Last yes. Jedi. So uh, this got started because we got a question uh, from a listener, and as always, pre-apologies if I get your name incorrect, Eric. That that first name I think I nailed. <laughs> Eric MC or MC? Eric MC I-M-S-E. Eric says, hi, guys. I have a friend who feels that Rey had a distinct lack of a character arc in The Last Jedi. I disagree, but I'm having a tough time articulating just what her arc was in the movie and would love to hear your take on this. Thanks for your time. So I think that's a a great question, Mm -hmm. and I want to have all three of us discuss it. So I just want to start with the the beginning perspective from us of what do we think Rey's arc is specifically in The Last Jedi? I mean, she's got her whole character arc, but Mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi specifically... Uh, the standard questions for an arc sort of narratively is uh, what changes from point A mm-hmm. to point B? What does she learn? What does she overcome? What are your initial thoughts? My, my initial thought, and this was what was act, asked of me uh, by a listener named uh, Winter Soldier on my Twitch channel. <laughs> I want to give him a shout out. He's a young writer. Uh, so if you're listening, keep writing. And, and here's where I think the arc is, is at the beginning, she is searching for home. She's searching for guidance and parents and help. This sounds like a joke, but a lot of times I have anxiety if I go into a new, like a restaurant that's not like a sit-down restaurant. That's like, well, you order at the counter and you go get a thing. Oh, I, I get, that. I, I get some anxiety, and I, I, I have other. I want to cling to other people. Like Joseph, have you been to this? Sh- no, okay. Jennifer, have you been? <laughs> how, how do we order food? Yeah, and then What's sometimes a poke bowl. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's a true story. <laughs> um, my girlfriend loves that stuff, and and so sometimes it's like you're. You, you are thrown into the situation, and you come out on the other end, and you're like, oh, I knew how to do it the whole time. Yes. Now, so that sounds silly, but I'm trying to attach some real-world meaning to me personally. Ray is searching for help. She needs guidance and a teacher, but it is her identity is locked into other people. Her skills and what she's supposed to do are locked into other people. I can't do it alone. I think the key moment of her journey is when she stick-fights Luke, yeah. And he falls down and catches himself and all that stuff. And she finally, one last time, sticks the lightsaber out in front of him and says, basically, grab this, which is what she's saying, because you're our hope. You're Luke Skywalker. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And then she goes, all right, well, then Kylo, I'm going to go get Kylo. And that's her at that point in her character time going, I still need you. All right, I still need Kylo. And then she's going to learn, no, you need you, Ray. Yeah. You're going to move those rocks. I think that is a very, very insightful. I think it is moving, and I think it is a great analogy that basically Ray was not sure how to order a burrito at Chipotle. Right. It's <laughs> and now, she realized, I don't need Luke to tell me what salsa to get. Yeah. I don't need Kylo to tell me. You should actually be getting a, you know, a fajita instead of a burrito. They got queso now. They got queso. She's like, I'll go down the line, and I will make it. 
yeah. this damn burrito myself. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jennifer, wh- <laughs> what are your thoughts on her main arc? Yeah, absolutely. Spot on, Ken. I think that she's seeking answers from who she believes is this great hero, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. She's like, we need a hero. You are that hero. Come come help us. And she's constantly looking for answers about you know who her, who her parents are. And then we she learns that the answers are within her the whole time and that she is a hero mm-hmm. of this story and that, that the galaxy needs right now. In addition, of course, Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a beautiful message. It's one that I know I can relate to where it's like, you know, you want people to... to she even talks about how she's like, I'm struggling with what I have, this, these powers. I don't know what to do with it, you know? She wants someone to help her, but she just needs to learn how to harness that herself which she does mm-hmm. when she moves those rocks. It's a, I think it's a great arc. And yeah. we also have Luke's arc as well. So it's like, it's a two for one, guys. Yeah. And Kylo's arc. Yeah. Kylo's arc. So many arcs. And, yeah, and yeah. It's arc crazy. Poe's got an arc. Finn's got yes. an arc. Rose's got an arc. Yes. It's episode eight arc. Yeah. Arc today. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's why Kylo, that moment with Kylo is powerful. Like, mm-hmm. no, nah, your parents were drunks. They're dead. Right. I, I know this to be true. And sh- come with me. I'll show you the way. Right. And that's um, uh, that's probably the moment when Ray's like, ah, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to order that queso by myself. Yep. Yeah. Turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I the, the way I was thinking of it is exactly what you were saying is her, her mm-hmm. journey is she becomes the new hope. Mm-hmm. Like literally uh, everybody turns her down. So she becomes the new hope. But I think what is interesting about her arc is you, unlike uh, Ray, who literally gets hit in the head with a lightsaber, uh, we don't get <laughs> hit over the head with the moment of her decision which is, mm-hmm. I think, maybe why sometimes people don't feel like it's crystal clear. Because sometimes mm-hmm. in storytelling, especially in big movies, we get hit over the head. And for me, that moment of decision is uh, when she and Kylo finish off the Praetorian Guards, and she thinks, great, call off the attack, right. and the dime drops that he is not going to turn back from the dark side. He is not going to be the new hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a moment there where like I think lesser storytelling would have her mm-hmm. flashback on the lessons that she's learned mm-hmm. or have some other moment where it's just the truth of her character is she's a hero she has resolve mm-hmm. and when all other options for somebody else picking up the mantle are gone she has that moment of of okay then I will right yeah. then I'll then, I, then I'll face my fears because mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn back on my friends. I'm not going to turn back on what is right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, and then the rock lifting moment is, is it's that, uh, she's, she's ordered the burrito. I'll stick with the story yeah. to the end. She's ordered the burrito. And, and, and she, now she realizes, Hey, I, this is, this meal in front of me is here because of me. And I, it's up to me to finish it. Yeah. And I think that moment of <laughs> lifting rocks isn't just a funny aside. It is like, here we are. This is where. This is, is what it's all about, yeah. me doing this. Yeah, right. the heroism of being a Jedi isn't this mysterious, unknoble thing. It's using your power for good it, when the right. moment presents itself yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, one of the lines I really, really love that I think is telling of her character and just such great pulp writing from Ryan Johnson is when Snoke says, still that fiery spit of hope. Mm. You are yeah, a true yeah. Jedi. And it's funny that Snoke gives her that assignment of like, well... That's that's who she is at her core. She's doubting it, but she has the fiery spit of hope, yeah. just like all of the great Jedi before her. And Snoke can't drive it out of her. Kylo can't drive it out of her. Yeah. Luke's depression can't drive it out of her. Mm. Yeah, and I, I really like that moment, uh, Snoke saying that, 
versus like the the first version. He's kind of like sassy girl, which is it, yeah. which is hey, it's fine because <laughs> Snoke's a villain. He should yeah. be he should be just you know, sassy. He, yeah, you know he, he should be that type. And we 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 have that. There's that thing of uh, you're you're a strong opinion female, oh, like spunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're spunk being spunky, yeah. you're sassy, and that, you know that's that can be endearing at times. But I think the way he says it is very just like whatever. Yeah. Oh, so you think demeaning. you're so tough, mm-hmm. demeaning, 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 yeah. and it's the second one where it's like it, he's still doing it. But I loved it because the, I, I, I the first time it kind of struck me as like, oh, he, he's just being so dismissive of her, and then now it's like not only is he dismissive, he's like, oh, it's futile. This thing inside you, you just get this spirit. Like I love it. It's a good moment in Snoke. You know, this is why I think Snoke does have value to yeah. the story. I think it kind of was that final prod, one of the final prods in, in Ray's heart. Like what? Yeah, you're right. It is there. Yes. I yeah, don't need exactly. You cloak guy. <laughs> <laughs> Take your robe and go to hell, Snoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the mix of motivations uh, because I I think that's a good picture of her arc. But she's got personal motivations and she has big picture motivations. And this is a thing in Star Wars where sometimes. The personal motivation is married well to the big political motivation, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not. So I think personally, her her motivation is to find belonging and identity, right? Mm-hmm. And she wants yes. to know who she is and, and wants to find that meaning somewhere else initially. And then in the big picture, she just knows the First Order is bad. I want to defeat them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she even has those moments where she says it to Luke in kind of a flat way of like, you are a Jedi. The Jedi will defeat the bad things. Come back and be the Jedi because the First Order is very bad. She's almost reciting a cue card. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, I think that's an intentional moment that they chose. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Kylo Bren is bad, and you must take your lightsaber and strike him down. Like, it, it comes off as that. Yeah. Very intentionally to me, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's great because it's showing that she doesn't have any reason as a character to have a full grasp of the political reality of this situation that she's found herself in. It's all personal to her. She's met right. Finn. She's met uh, uh, Kylo, and she's had these. She's met Han, and, mm-hmm. and they are these avatars of this uh, combat. But to her, it's all personal. So, how do you feel like they show her personal needs, her personal motivations uh, intersecting with her larger motivation to just defeat the First Order? How do I? Th- how, do, how do? Do they explain it well? Yeah. <sighs> It it uh, what I like what I like and I'm going is is it all this is not as as apparent which is why I think we're having this question like you know it's not on, yeah. the, on the top which is why I think Ryan succeeds in this story I think I think it all that throne room for me is when it starts to sink in that the 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 the, the hero worship I'm, I'm the good guy I'm fighting the bad guys which is is part of what Force Awakens is when she's in when she's yeah. Once she's there, because remember, she wants to go back to Jakku, too, for her own reasons. Yeah. Uh, just like her and Finn are both not in the in the fight yet, uh, and it it might be it might be when it might be best when when Luke starts to when when Luke is, wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's when I think it really she starts to starts to. Chew on it there. Mm. Help me, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. Help me. <laughs> yeah, I think that she's searching. See, she's searching for her family, yeah. right? Both literally, her parents, and also metaphorically, who mm-hmm. are who is this? Her, you know, her friends. Who is her her community in some sense? Mm-hmm. And then it really intersects, as you're saying, with this um, the throne room scene where she she finally she hears you know this hard truth. Well, what we mm-hmm. think is a hard truth about who her parents are. Right. So she knows she gets that answer. 
But then she realizes, I need to save my friends, who are now essentially her new family, which then intersects with defeating the First Order. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Right? And I think without yeah. like hitting the, the nail on the head of the hammer in, in the film, she her discovery is what Rose makes explicit of mm, she's yes. fighting to save what she loves. Right. Which yeah. ultimately all political things are that, that's a bit of an overstatement, but you know what I mean. Of like, when, when you get into a rebellion, it is because somebody has tried to take away your people right. Right, or right. your way of life mm-hmm. or your community, and so you have to fight to save what you love. And for her, I like that it is literal that she doesn't have a reason to like really grasp the political. Like, she's not going to sit down and write an essay of like, this is why authoritarianism <laughs> is incorrect yeah, as yeah. a political right. model. Right. She is like that. That's Leia. That's Padme. Mm-hmm. And her character is more along the lines of Luke of like, yeah, I've heard the empire's bad. And she's also like, yeah, first order seems really evil. And I know, cause I've seen it up close. And if I don't stop them, I will lose Finn. Mm-hmm. I will lose Leia. Look, those, they're firing on those ships right now. Yeah. yeah, like that's why she doesn't turn. Yeah, that that yeah that that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm most awkwardly trying to get to is that 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 moment where I think in Force Awakens it's this dreamy Luke Skywalker's myth, but I want to get off. Oh wait, I touched that lightsaber. Now there's something. What's going on yeah. inside me? I don't understand. Um, yeah, there's this fight going on, but I want to go back home. And and even there at the beginning, it's not selfish. She's not being selfish. She was sent there for a purpose and a reason. But it's. I need to find what's going on inside me and everything. All of a sudden, the bigger world opens up, and the bigger world isn't as easy as you thought, kid. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to overcome a lot of things, and you're the power to now. These are Those aren't just ships blowing up in space. Those are people on there that you know and love, yeah. and that that is the moment that 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 little weird Oculus yeah. might be the moment. <laughs> yeah, where but she it, sees it's that the sequence. truth through yeah, the Oculus. Yeah, and I right. like that the movie reminds you that she's still holding the trauma of losing Han, of literally seeing Kylo Ren as a representation of the First Order for no reason slaughtered this good person, and that yeah. she doesn't w- want that slaughter to continue. Right. Yeah, and I love that moment. She's when she's really crying. She's like, "What you killed? You killed Han Solo. Yeah, and you had a father. You killed why. him. Yeah. And I and I can I like well, I, this is a, it's almost Kylo's journey, but when he's kind of like, yeah, I kill you know, I forget the line, but it's like, yeah, I killed him. He's not a bad guy. He's just a bad father. Like it just—it's yeah. like he's so like it really hurts Ray. It hurts Ray more. That's mm. it's, it, yeah. yeah, and reinforces her longing yeah. for family. Yeah. Um, cool. So I want to talk a little bit about comparing Ray's arc to Luke's in Empires and Anakin's in Attack of the Clones because I think that might help illuminate. This is the second chapter where characters haven't figured everything out, but they've faced some darkness and they've taken mm-hmm. a step forward, which is you know it's the second act mm-hmm. and uh, some fun comparisons between all three. So. I think a thing that we see from all three of them is that they are reckless with their plans and mm-hmm. they are impatient for forward movement. Mm-hmm. So how do we see that playing out in, in, in Ray's character? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because what you're asking here, I'm thinking, oh, she is a Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> She's the protagonist of this uh, trilogy, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. 
I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I don't know where your mind goes, Jennifer, but mine goes to the fact that she actually, you know, succeeded a little, a, a, a little bit more than these guys in, in terms of what the movies. You're not talking yeah. about Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith, but Empire and Attack of the Clones. They both failed big. Yeah. Luke ran off, failed big. She ran off failed and then i think learn learn faster i think yeah mm. did. does that make sense she I don't know. course corrected a little bit course yeah, corrected yeah. is a good way corrected. to say it. yeah how do you feel about ray as a as reckless and Im- impatient i see her as impatient because she wants to get that training now yeah. she wants to mm-hmm. deal with this stuff that's going on inside of her and and <laughs> handle it and so she, i feel like she's in, impatient in that way whereas Mm -hmm. obviously Luke I felt like he just didn't have he had so much self-doubt that he couldn't fulfill his training Um, Mm -hmm. reckless reckless 
Yeah, what? I mean, I think that's what Luke is really reacting to is, mm-hmm. in retrospect, he knows that running off, uh, com- incom- incomplete training, running off from Dagobah to save his friends mm-hmm. was reckless because he yes. didn't know what he was getting into. And I think that's what he's worried about for <laughs> yeah. for Ray mm-hmm. is you right. don't have the power yet. You're not right. going to be able to defeat Snoke. Kylo's yeah. not going to turn, so you're just going to, in a way, it's the kind of the sad version of, I understand you have a fiery spit of hope, yeah. but you're not, it's not going to work out for you. And she's like, no, I got this. I can turn Kylo. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've been there, kid. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> 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 Don't wanna... where, where Anakin's yeah. is a little little different. You know, he loses a hand to Dooku. He loses that fight. Yeah. Costs maybe, you know, they could have ended the war then, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Goes on. And I think so that is, uh, and, and he takes... You know, he takes a lot longer to learn this. We're talking all the way up to Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it might be when he fully, fully <laughs> learns it. And I think Ray. I think going back to this moment, that's why I say I think she succeeds a little bit. She loses. She, she, that moment where the Star Trek Three escape pod lands and <laughs> and she, oh, the the door opens you up. You mean uh, Spock's uh, tube? Spock's tube and, yeah. and the two and the three, right? Is yeah. like three? Um, when. Um, when she lands there and the the door opens and Kylo's looking at her, mm-hmm. that is a moment where on her face, I think Daisy does like, a great oh, job, she's sh- like, oh, crap. Yeah. yeah. And then she's still going to be a fiery spitfire full of hope and all yeah. that stuff, but right. she loses. If Kylo wanted, to, he's killing her, right? Yeah. Even if he wants to kill Snoke after. So she completely, completely loses it. And so it's in that moment that you talked about at the Oculus moment, there's a shoulder slump that she does where yeah. it's just kind of like, Oh Ben, don't do this, and it's yeah, like don't go like, this way. Don't go this yeah. way, and it's like line. kind of like, well, Luke is right. This is that. I've got to start taking a little bit more control. Mm. I got to yeah. strike him down now. I don't know. I, in my mind, I think she she kind of learns things faster. Which I know everyone has a problem with Ray learning things faster. But guess what? Leia learned things faster than Luke too. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that's going on there in that that scene. Yeah, yeah, and I, mean, I think it's comparable to Luke. Luke would have died. He would have fallen off a weather vane if he hadn't taken a deep breath, calmed down, and yeah. thought, "I can reach out to Leia." Right. Yeah. I'll use the force calmly, like everyone's been telling me to do for the <laughs> yeah. last two hours. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's move on a little bit to a, another comparison. There, all three of them face a powerful dark force user. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, uh, Luke and Vader. Uh, Ken, you were just talking about Anakin against Count Dooku. Uh, Ray faces both Snoke and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what, what comparisons can we make about how how the three of them handle that? I mean. <laughs> They all, it's all pretty bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of limb loss, lot except of, Ray gets away with all her limbs. That's yeah. true. Oh, gosh, that's true. And, and good, because if, if, if she hadn't lost an arm, they, people would have screamed uh, it was copying. Um, how did she, I mean, again, she handles it. I think she handles it just as bad as they do. Yeah. Um, and she again, she loses until that moment where I think she would she would have fought Kylo maybe won again in that moment if he didn't grab the lightsaber at the same time. Which yeah. I love the big split moment there. Uh, I, I think I think she course corrected faster, therefore handled it better. Yeah, picked right. up on it faster. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jennifer, how do you feel about that comparison of, of the show showdown with the big dark force user? Right. Okay. Ken, were you going to say something? No, no. Just my other point is where Luke it takes till Jedi when Ghost Yoda or Yoda and Ghost Banner like. You got to face Vader again. I don't yeah. want to. Well, mm. well, we've lost. Like Luke still, <laughs> still then doesn't right. understand. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What, I mean? mm. what I think that uh, that Ray is successful at is connecting to Kylo. 
And that is what was so, I loved that, the the force Skyping, as we've talked about. And, you know, when they touch hands, she's empathetic towards him. She's listening to him Mm -hmm. and really trying to understand where he's coming from because she can relate to him. And ultimately, I think that's what kind of saved her and why he didn't kill her in the throne room is because he did find that connection with her. Mm. So in that sense, she was successful because she used a different approach, even if her naivete <laughs> was maybe not the, you know, was not the smartest thing, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately it, I think it did save her skin. Yeah, I think that's what's hugely different. Obviously, Anakin just, Count Dooku is the bad guy and I'm so powerful and I'm full of anger and I'll just cut him down real quick because Obi-Wan sucks and like, obviously he just walks into that. Right. Uh, and Luke sees Vader, you know, in this cartoon way of he's just the big villain who who killed, yeah. um, you know, Obi-Wan uh, and my dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And th- this is so great for Ray to desperately want to understand mm-hmm. Kylo, in-, in particular to make that connection that you also feel like an orphan, confused about your path forward when you have all this power, but you had all these things that I never had, so how the hell could you ever feel like that? Mm. And I think in particular that it is exactly what saved her. Right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, the last point I want to talk about on, on this comparison arc is uh, about the temptations of the dark side. So, obviously, Anakin gets tempted by the dark side, and he takes it. He slaughters <laughs> the I'll men and the yeah. children and the, even the animals outside. Oh. Um, I'm sure he kills some little just uh, nunas, I think they're called. Anyway, uh, the point is uh, Luke also uh, gives into anger a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And Empire certainly has you know the feel, fear of it. Right. Uh, how do we think Ray handles... The temptation. Is she truly tempted by the dark side? I would say no. I mean, and I'm open that there's probably some layers and shades there, but that cave is like you're right away. You're like, oh, that's the dark side cave. It's like her, her Dagobah cave. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. And she goes there. And I love what Ryan did with it because it wasn't what I was expecting. It isn't like she didn't look into that mirror and all of a sudden it's like, I'm the ruler of the galaxy. <laughs> She, what she, what the dark side was kind of, I, I, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I think the dark side was even taunting her. I think the dark side was like, you want this, don't you? Yeah. Well, you're not going to get it unless you fully commit and find out who you are. Yeah. And so it was a different kind of temptation where mm-hmm. Luke's temptation is give in to your anger and you're going to be powerful. Yeah. Anakin's is is this blind, this, uh, we, we talk about, about well, the prequels about this, you know, this passion and, and attachment yeah. and how that can lead, le- not letting go of things can lead you to dark places. Yeah. And that's Anakin's kind of journey. And that's what Plagueis, or not Plagueis, oh, Plagueis, Sidious comes in <laughs> <laughs> with the knowledge of Plagueis. Ray's is really different. It's so, I, it, it, is she tempted? She's drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Luke says, you you ran, you didn't even turn away from it. And it wasn't like, I don't think the dark side was offering her a retirement package and a leadership position. Yeah. It was just kind of like, we got some information. We're not giving it to you. Keep coming forward. I don't know. I might be off pace a little bit though. Yeah. No, I think, no, I, think yeah. I, I think that's great. What do you think about it, Jennifer? Yeah, that's what I loved about the dark side cave was it was not at all what I was expecting. And even she said she expected it to be this scary place and it wasn't. Um, but I think that what they were tempting her with were these answers. And rather than like becoming this evil, shriveled old person, it's almost like this this obsession with finding out who her parents are, getting that answer. I feel like it would 
um, consume her mm-hmm. and and basically kind of control her path moving forward, and then that could lead to ultimately bad things. So it's a different type of dark side temptation. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a more, I feel like a more modern and relatable uh, dark side it's, temptation. It, it's taunting and distracting her for what's real. Like the dark yes. side's almost saying like, you're right, you need to come. Whatever this answer behind this mirror is, that's, you need to keep coming for this answer. Right. When everyone else is, maybe the, le- again, the lesson we feel, we feel is that, no, you don't need to worry about that answer. Yes. You're on this side of the mirror. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was different. Yeah, it was very different. I, and, you know, she even does some things, like, I love when she screams in the fight, which, like, normally mm-hmm. would be like, oh, is she giving in to the dark side? And it doesn't feel like it. It feels, feels like this uh, new, fresh version of being a Jedi where, like, maybe you can have a little passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's not automatically going to mean the dark side. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that Luke says, oh, it, it offered you something you wanted and you let it in right away. And then I like that she just she goes down there. Mm-hmm. She finds the information. It seems like the dark side in Kylo in general expects that information to break her. Mm-hmm. And her connection to the light side is just that much stronger of like, right. yeah, it really hurt to find out that I'm no one. And mm-hmm. that no, the fear that no one wants me is true. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to let you kill everyone because of that. Mm. I'm not just going to run off and be your buddy because of that. So like the dark side gets in there and it mm. makes a successful attack. And then she's just like, but my light side is stronger. Yeah. Right. So no, no. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's like really nice and heroic. Yeah. Uh, want to talk a little bit about her teaching with Luke. So what, if anything, does she actually learn from Luke and what does she teach Luke? Hmm. Uh, this is like a, College course. <laughs> <laughs> I I really think that everything she learned and that Luke taught her goes to what Yoda said about the failure. Yeah, right. and I think look what did Luke try to teach her? We uh, the lessons we saw, and including the one that we didn't see, but we might read about or see in the deleted scenes. Yeah, it was all like, here's this power, don't use it, get away. <laughs> yeah, and so I think. We can sometimes learn from the failure of your parents, you know, yeah. like, you, you, you know, my dad wanted to be an artist and he gave up on it. And so I was like, uh, I'm going to I'm going to stick with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I don't want to love him, love the choices he made, sacrifices he made to raise a family. But and I might raise a family one day, too. You never know. But I'm not giving that up. But like, I, I, I'm making an effort to not be that. And I think a lot of what Ray becomes, the lesson comes from. Luke not teaching her, just kind of yeah. like scram, kid, get away. <laughs> like, and then and and it's Yoda going like because again because Luke feels he has nothing to teach her other than failure, yeah. and Yoda's like, yeah, exactly. That's the most powerful lesson. What you did wrong, yeah. You know, uh, it, you know. There's a song from No and the Whale that uh, paraphrasing lyrics, but it's like uh, you know, listen to your parents, respect them, love them, uh, be, uh, give them the the space. I'm really paraphrasing. Give them the space to teach you. Because they're just trying to, they just want you to become who they couldn't be. Like, there's some lessons yeah, in, like, grow beyond grow you. beyond what yeah. I did. So, and I think that's what she learns from Luke, is what he didn't want to teach or yeah. didn't teach. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did she, I fail the cl- class? No, no, no. A plus great. on your little blue book. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. And these are questions that I, I have some thoughts on, but mm-hmm. I, I, I want to know what you guys think. Right. Uh, so, Jennifer, what, what do you think that she learned from Luke or Luke learned from her? I think that she learned that she doesn't need other people to tell her who she should become or what she should 
do ultimately. I yeah. think that she yeah. found those answers within herself and she didn't need somebody to teach her how to use this power. She was able to, f- to figure it out on her own and she did not mm. need some big hero to guide her essentially. So yeah. And it's kind of interesting because like he, what she, what she taught Luke is kind of um, intertwined with what he taught her yeah. about like you're saying failure and, and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I literally love this interaction because I think it can be examined from so many different ways. And the thing that I think is interesting about what Luke teaches her is it's he doesn't she takes the part of the lesson that he doesn't think is that important. She's like, mm-hmm. oh well, he's she's a force user, so I'll teach her to reach out with the force. And we get that funny scene, and then I think that's what she truly learns is she sees how big it is, right. and mm-hmm. she gets tapped into the force, and then I think that opens her up and allows her to start exploring it for herself Mm -hmm. luke showed her the force so he could say look it's all in balance it doesn't we don't need the jedi Mm -hmm. to protect the light the balance is natural but you know it's almost like taking someone like this is a terrible analogy you're like i'm gonna take you to target because i want you to look at the automotive section and then you just walk by the toy section go like but wait Mm -hmm. that's where where i need to be Mm -hmm. that's what's going on for me over there uh so i think he accidentally teaches her just like the power of actually tapping into the force. Mm. Uh, and I like that. I feel like she reaches, uh, him maybe more than we give the movie credit for on, on the first few viewings because he does start to open up. And I think her youth and her infectious, um, Mm -hmm. hope Mm -hmm. because it's after one of their conversations where he's talking about how the Jedi always failed and how he failed. And it's that scene where she says, Ben, uh, you didn't fail Ben, Ben failed you, right. and I won't. Mm. I believe it's the next scene where he f- opens up to the Force again. Oh, right. So she, he is opening up in response to yeah. her you know, Absolutely. positivity and mm. her hope. And I think her taking that kind of final stand and running off, even though it was a mistake, or, or Luke probably even viewed it at the time, yeah, that spurns him, you know, he's going to burn the books, kind of once and for all this is done, and it leads to the Yoda moment. I think Yoda Yoda combined with Rey going off causes Luke to be like, "Here's, I, I know what I need to do now. I, I think it's my time. And it, yeah, I think that's kind of what she's she teaches him in that way. Yeah, and I know? love that he says to Yoda, I can't be what she needs me to be right and then clearly he's like oh ah mm-hmm. i thought of a clever way to be exactly what she needs yeah. me to be so he's he is trying to fulfill her vision mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's beautiful <laughs> uh all right so just a couple more things to look at here uh i wanted to talk a little bit about ray's costume change because we've never got to dig into that mm-hmm. and it's a weird slow process mm-hmm. yeah uh so her her cool uh, weird head braids Mm-hmm. Seem to come undone when she first dumps and jumps into the dark side pool. Right. And then she's got uh, the whole time, the rest of her time on Octo, she still has her uh, looking for Luke clothes. Look, her, her resistance looking for outpost. Luke yeah, in yeah. all uh, the wrong places. Yeah. And it is only after she has left the planet with the Jedi books mm-hmm. that she has changed into these more Jedi-like robes. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys make of that? Like a, a part of her dissolves mm-hmm. after going into the dark side cave and arguably by the language of film and costume and hair design becomes more flowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she very actively chooses to put on these more Jedi like robes. Yeah. It's, right. the, it's, it's the hair literally coming down, right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's the change and it's much like, uh, you know, Luke dressed himself in Jedi, right? Yeah. Luke was like, Oh, I'm a Jedi now. You're not yet, <laughs> but I'm going to dress the part. Yeah. All right. Fake it till you make it. And not that Ray was faking it, but yeah, I think it was, it was there 
when the hair came down, she was no longer who she was before she jumped in that pool. It might have been a subtle change. Yeah. Might have been, I faced the dark side, and now I'm connected to Kylo. And even though it's a little bit of still, you know, she got some lessons to learn still. Yeah. But it is, uh, it is a, it's a newfound strength. Yeah. Newfound confidence. Starting to face her truth. I'm not the scavenger on Jakku anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, how do you feel about her changes? Yeah, I think that the hair in Star Wars is very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been so many different hairstyles that are iconic. What's fascinating is that, you know, when normally when women uh, have Mm -hmm. long hair or men, uh, you tie it back when you're going to go into battle. Instead, she leaves this practical. She puts half back so it doesn't get in her face, but there's still a little bit of that hair flowing. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what, it's like almost like a confidence like she and I'm totally reading into this, yeah. but like knowing that like this, my hair is not going to get messed up. <laughs> like I'm confident in my skills, knowing that I'm yeah. not going to get roughed up. I'm still going to keep my hair stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, do you feel like the if she had? We don't know exactly how long from that fight with Luke to when the Falcon pulls away. Obviously, long enough to go to the tree and get the books, right. but her clothes are damp and, and messed up from the cave mm-hmm. uh, and the rain. Uh, are those random? Robes or are those very old? Did she repurpose some of her mm-hmm. stuff she bought, or are those? There's an element of Jedi robes from there. There are. It almost could seem like she dyed her to her um, tunic kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, um, but it's it is. Uh, it's very practical, yeah. right? Like she has this kind of like tunic. It's like this uh, flexible tunic that she yeah, has. stretch right. tunic. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would love in my in my head canon there's a scene where she goes to the caretakers and says, I need some help. Yeah. Can you mm-hmm. can you prepare me Suit an me up. Right. Yeah. Suit me up. I'm ready for about it. Because they're very aware of the force of the Jedi and what the yeah. Jedi wore, you know. That's headcanon completely. Um but I think it's yeah, I think it's it's uh she would have to be a, become aware of what a Jedi would look like. Yeah. I don't think yeah. she lands on that island knowing. Unless, yeah. unless Leia was like, all right, if you're going to meet Luke, bring this outfit. You might be a Jedi at the end of this trip. I don't think that happened. Yeah. I think through those books, something, because Luke's, she shows up, Luke's in his Jedi robes. Yep. And then he's also got his, his scavenger outfit too. His, as well, his, his fishing, fishing gear. gear. So yeah, I think, I think it, it was probably a little bit again, going to Luke and Jedi. I think that's no small moment of him. Like I'm, I'm a Jedi now, right? I better, I built my lightsaber, yeah. but I better look at, I better yeah. look like a Jedi. I really like that. I feel like there is, and maybe we'll get in the novel that we'll get the exact story of you know, the, her change of clothes, um, but I really like that maybe she hasn't fully consciously accepted that Luke won't take it up, so I'm going to take up the mantle of a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've, I've always heard the myth of there's these great heroic people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be one of these great heroic people, and I'm going to go save Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she's already taken on the mantle of the Jedi, and it's so, such a, a purposeful shot when Chewie hands her the lightsaber mm-hmm. and she's taking it with her in the escape pod mm-hmm. slash Spock tube. Spock uh, tube. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. dressing the part. She's dressing the part of yeah. I am a Jedi and I'm here to face down the evil. And, and, I, and I think that's great. Clearly, she looked in the catalog and saw Qui-Gon. And <laughs> yeah, said, exactly. I'm going yeah. with this. I was going to say, I think one of those ancient books are a Jedi fighting hairstyles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your lightsaber form and hairstyle form? <laughs> you know what would have been really cool, actually, is seeing her kind of like makeshift her outfit. We often see that sometimes with characters, you know, oh, yeah. like fashioning their their weapons. Well, instead, she's like literally like shredding her clothes or doing whatever she needs to do to like prepare herself, yeah, physically. 
to mm-hmm. go there. Yeah. Oh, cool. and, and I really think that might be in the book or the comics as we're getting mm-hmm. deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I love that costume. Yeah. I think it says Jedi really, really well. Jennifer, I wanted to ask you specifically, because mm-hmm. we were doing a lot of comparisons to Luke and, and Anakin, do you think there is anything unique about Rey's journey because she is a woman? Yes. I think how much people underestimate her, mm. like we were talking about with Snoke, calling her the girl and mm-hmm. using it almost like a slur. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's um, worse that Kylo got beat by a, a girl, girl who's never held a lightsaber before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think that she's been able to use that to her advantage, certainly surviving on Jakku. Um, I think that is definitely uniquely female to mm-hmm. her her journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like how could she defi- she she hasn't even held a lightsaber before. How how could she possibly know? Yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of that there. She's facing a lot of that in the real world yeah. and and in the Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Not the but truth. yeah. Do you yeah. think it's a good uh story and I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. Um is it uh, good or bad or in between to lean into the stereotype that women are more intuitive? Mm, because right. like like Luke goes to the Dagobah cave and the cave basically is like, hey, you might have something in common with Darth Vader that maybe you should think about. And then he just comes out and is like, weird. And is not, does not reflect on it in any way that we see. Where Ray is clearly, like all these examples we've talked about, like she tries to understand how Kylo could possibly do that to her right. father. She right. is clearly thinking about, well, if Luke can't be the hope, maybe Ben can't, like... She's being intuitive. Absolutely. I, and I, I've read several studies and articles about how women tend to be more empathic, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we become mothers so sometimes. And so we have that within us, um, that DNA. So I think that, yeah, that's what I loved when we, when we see her taking the time to actually ask Kylo some questions and, hey, what's going on with you? Are you okay? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was, a, that was a, a great choice. Yeah. But, um, cool. Yeah, and I don't think it's stereotypical. I think uh, it's just it's just the way that we're built. Yeah, not yeah, every woman, yeah, no, not every yeah. man, obviously. I, I think we you know, we might say that from a, a cautious point of view of, of yeah. you know not wanting to 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 come across. But yeah, I mean that's that is that is you you see. I'm trying to think. There's a tweet of some 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 guy was saying uh, his daughter, young daughter, like there was some maybe an enemy in the class or something, and then. Uh, or no, maybe she was playing video games or something like, was like, well, let's sit down and talk to them and see what the problems are. And he was like, the future's going to be okay. You know, I, I wish <laughs> yeah. it, it went around and went kind of viral. And I think that's a little bit of what, of what Ray does. It might've been part of what Ryan was trying to tell us is that there's Leia and Holdo and these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, a clear kind of uh, pointing at the, the hot shots like Poe Dameron and saying, there is another way. Yeah. And we're so used to it. And, and you know, Luke learns by running into a brick wall in empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray runs into that wall, but comes out of it faster, comes out of it and may have, as we just said, may have affected Kylo Ben in a different way. Yeah. Uh, the Vader, Luke, that's a different father-son connection, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, you know, you know, Anakin and Dooku went a different <laughs> direction. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's important that it, it, it goes into that. I will add a footnote, of course, is that yeah. socialization has, you know, treats young girls and young boys differently and mm-hmm. where, you know, young girls are told to be more empty. You know, empathetic sure. and more nurturing, whereas young boys are told go off and run into battle and fight. So they run into the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's that element there too. But. Yeah, and I, I I want to be sure to to just get your opinion straight uh, because I have a big bias for my own 
personal perspective about the socialization part of it. You know, mm-hmm. there is the nature versus nurture. Right. And I feel strongly about the nurture because I feel like I've experienced that in my life again and again, that he, here are the masculine things. And right. Anakin and Luke are, are uh, become victims of that in that they are literally both repeatedly told to literally bury their feelings. Mm, yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's a nice step forward to have a protagonist who is encouraged in, is a form of nurture and is a form of socialization that mm. reach out with your feelings, right. connect, discover, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a better way forward. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, go kill your father, not save him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go kill your dad. Uh, all right. So uh, just a, a couple more questions. Um, do you think she shuts the door for good on Kylo in Ben uh, or Kylo slash Ben? Is that the end of that arc? No, Ray. no Raylo, huh? No Raylo. No Raylo. I I hope so. Okay. Anything's possible, and we've talked about that redemption arc with Kylo. You know, do we want that? I don't want a redemption for Kylo. I don't want Ray and and Kylo to get together. All right. Sorry, sorry, yeah. all the shippers out there. I take that moment for what it is. Even even once again, because Kylo has now tripled down on who he is and the choice he made, killing Han, all this stuff. You know, had the chance to maybe walk out with Ray and 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 save, stop the fleet. Yeah, says no. Now chooses again to destroy Luke. You know, blah blah blah. That moment, it is like she's telling him, "You've you've chosen this path. Yeah, You're, you are not walking up to this Falcon uh, metaphorically here, kid. The door's closed. You have chosen." to be the bad guy. Yeah. And I want that to stick. Yeah. That's I like good. that a lot. Jennifer? Yeah, I think that's an imp- I think it's an important message. Even though, you know, I I, w- I was tempted by the Raylo ship, which I know is is toxic and wrong. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think, I mean, it's all right. It's I fine. Know, I get it. There's, yeah. Hey, there's heat there. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that gets really complicated and we don't even have time for it. I mean, I think yeah. it gets into that trope of, is she attracted to him just because he's damaged and broken and wants to fix right, it? She's, right. No, that's if they have a legitimate it. connection because they've both been through traumas, that's a different thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I just want to fix a bad boy. Right. No, right, yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, but yes, I, I agree, Ken. I think that she should shut the door and be like, this is the choice that you've made. Bye-bye. Yeah. I think the important distinction is I think Ray has shut the door. I think yes. Luke shut the door. I think Leia shut the door. And mm-hmm. I think for our ongoing story, what the cool thing is, is that that real therapy thing of like, you have to want to get better. Mm-hmm. The door's still open in episode nine for Kylo slash Ben to do something. Right. So like, I think that could even be a conversation where Ray's like, I've reached out to you. I will not reach out anymore. If you reach out to me, I will respond, but I will never reach out to you again, Mm -hmm. MFR. That's that's an actually excellent point. And where a redemption of Kylo, different podcast. I'm sure we'll talk about it again and again, leading up to nine, where it could work. If it is like you just said on a base therapy way, I'm a big personal responsibility. guy. You made that choice. I make bad choices. Sometimes I have to live with them. And, and Kylo has continued to double down. So yeah, maybe, maybe it is like you did this to yourself. Yeah. This is you. You can change it, yeah. Kylo. And you maybe, undo you. <laughs> you undo you, and maybe that is the kind of action. I know a lot of people just don't want to see his redemption because he's killed a lot of people. Yeah. So, well, so did Vader. Um, uh, you know, so it could still, it's still possible. I'm not closing the, I'm not closing the door to it. I just want, I want it to be Ray going, I'm done with you. Yep. You make the decision. Yeah. Ball's in your court. Powerful. All right. So final question. Sometimes we'd like to turn around and make it a, a little bit personal. 
Uh, I think another huge part of Ray's journey that we didn't we talked about a little bit is this sudden responsibility of having this huge force power awaken in her. Possibly she is becoming more powerful because Kylo has done evil and she's the light rising to meet it. But it's a huge baggage of responsibility. So if something like that happened to us in real life, where we, we live here in our real world, but suddenly we discover we have awesome power, who would you go to? Who would you oh ask for help? Gosh. What would you do with the power? What would I do with that kind of power? I'd probably be, first of all, I'd figure out how to order Chipotle. That's what we're discussing <laughs> about today. And I know how to do it. <laughs> Lift your hand and the burrito assembles itself. You know, like, man, I mean, yeah, parents, all that. But, but I don't, I, I, I'd have to, I don't know. I, I, I have, I got some, I got some old, I got some mentors now in my yeah. life. I'd run to them and go, what do I do? I kind of do that anyways. Yeah. I got a couple friends. Dutch, if you're listening, hey, I run to you and go, I don't know what to do. There's a skill there's a skill inside me that I'm lost on. Like So maybe I, I don't know if I would immediately uh, be as good as Ray with dealing with the power. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Jennifer, do you have any idea of who you'd turn to or what you'd do with the power? Yeah. I would definitely turn to Oprah. Because I think... <laughs> well, that's a good answer. She's the closest thing we got to a Jedi Master. That's just a good answer. <laughs> that right? is so great. She could yeah. help She could help me navigate through these powers that I'm feeling. And she also would be just a, a you know great shoulder to cry on and, and comfort me. And yeah, we'd have mm. yeah. a great time together. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I think I would talk to my wife first, just to let her know what's up. Just yeah, like, right, hey, if, exactly. anything's, if anything's up floating in the apartment, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then maybe I would try to reach out to, like, uh, I, I've been thinking politically a lot. People who follow me uh, on uh, social media know I post politically. And I have I have friends that I like to talk to who have paid attention for a long time to, like, how does the world actually work? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't run into anything uh, with half of an idea, but try to talk <laughs> to people who've really paid attention to, like, well, this organization says they do this, mm. right. but this is where the money really goes. And right. this organization, so so that if you're out there running around the world trying to do right, you're not like, hey, I thought it was helping, uh, you know, whatever, meals for, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. kids, but it turns out that money all gets put into <laughs> yeah. just whale murder. Who knows? <laughs> you know, something awful. I, I, I'd check my sources yeah, I, before I, would, I use my power. Yeah, I would not want to fund any money into Whale Murder, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> that is the true moral. Don't fund whale murder. <laughs> so that has been a look at Ray's journey. I think uh, I think both Ken and Jennifer had a bunch of great points about uh, just what a champion Ray is. And um, the classic Star Wars story is that in the second arc, you are uh, tempted to give in to your fear. Ray is offered chance after chance to give in to her fear, mm-hmm. and she chooses the light. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank God for that, Ray. That is such a... Important character still in story, out of story for a lot of reasons, and 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 that's why we wanted to talk about this because we do feel there's growth there, and it was probably on a deeper level. Yeah, like you said, Joseph, we're used to the big blockbusters, and that might have been where Ryan failed. Maybe. Yeah, he just made too many layers in this big space <laughs> picture, but it's there. Uh, you got to just sometimes take a moment. But hey, what do you guys think? Let us know about Rave's journey and what you think about the things she learned and how she learned them in the movie. As always, we want to take some audience questions. We go to Facebook. We go to Twitter. We always take a couple from our Patreon page, and we're going to dive into here now with some questions. Um, when you lead the conversation, Joseph, I usually then follow up and ask the questions. I was going to have Jennifer do it now because of this first name, but I'll take the hit. <laughs> uh, first question is from Jansen Nalachtufsen. Nalachtufsen. 
<laughs> Jansen Sam. I think Jennifer, Jennifer is. Are you going to take a go at it? No, you had a good. You were good. I, no, I was I, like being a cartoon. Nolaktofsen. Nolaktofsen. Not yeah. that right. It's, it's German. It's yeah, German. it's I mean, German, but it's also the best Star I, Wars bounty hunter name I've ever seen. Oh, Boba Fett's teaming up with yeah. Jansen Nolaktofsen. No, yeah. I just try to say it fast. That's good. There you go. Jansen has a question here that I love. Adam Driver. Casually sitting on a throne in a golden robe in episode nine. <laughs> Yay or nay? And he includes a nice smiley face emoticon. <laughs> so he's killed Snoke. He's yeah. taken his rightful place on the Iron Throne of Space. Does yeah. he take the same outfit? Jennifer. A hundred percent. You see a shot of him shirtless again with yeah. those high, high-waisted pants, yes, right? Yes, And then he, he puts the golden robe on and he turns and he ties it, you know. Oh, I could just see it now. Love it. Oh, yeah. I'm of two minds. I like that he maybe would wear the actual robe that has been cut in half. So it's more of like <laughs> a sort of little jaunty bathing yeah. robe that doesn't yeah, quite little, come. Yeah, a little, little house coat. A little house oh coat. But I actually like the idea that uh, Hux would try to say, like, you should put on the robe. And he mm-hmm. gets mad and says, don't wear the past. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally not going to wear it because it's the past. See, I think maybe Hux puts it on. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, By yeah. Himself oh yeah. And then Kylo's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like what you're saying, but just like you silly fool, you, you cur. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Facebook: Graham Mayshark asks, "Do you think Han's dice were an effective narrative device to honor Han's memory and how his death affected Leia and Luke?" Honestly, in my opinion, the majority of even hardcore Star Wars fans probably didn't register why they were important upon first viewing and only really noticed them sitting in the Falcon on subsequent viewing and listening to reactions. So this thought, and you know what? I, I will kind of start here. And I really want you guys Please. to dig into this. I have had conversations with like longtime Star Wars fans where I've had to say, no, the dice are in New Hope. Chewie kind of like hits them in his head and they're like, never seen him. Wow. Never seen him. And that's, and that's fair because I'm, I'm one of the only ones who would sit studying a Star Wars encyclopedia on a Friday night. <laughs> And I think so. I think it's a fair question. So uh, I'll, I'll put that out there, then hear you guys' answer, and then we'll round it up there. But Joseph? Yeah, I think it's a fascinating thing, almost like the dice exist at the end of the movie where they are, uh, you know, not real. They're mm-hmm. an idea. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it's, it's a fascinating thing of they are Star Wars lore mm-hmm. that they're not, they're not super prominent shots with them, right? Yeah. You know, you, can, you look for them and you can find them, but I feel like I have known for a long time as a fan yeah, like I, what the dice were. Yeah. But it is interesting to hear that other long-term fans, other hardcore fans haven't noticed them. Mm-hmm. And then and I think that does diminish uh their effect. It's really as I think you said on our last podcast mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking about the solo trailer, it's too bad that uh the shot of Han putting them back yeah. that yeah. they shot in The Force Awakens wasn't in it because then I think it would have cemented it with people and that would have been a, mm-hmm. a thing that people talked about when the Force Awakens came out. Like, now what? Hey, do you know why Han put those dice on there? Because they've always been there. Yeah. And everyone would have been on board. Which is, I, would, I, I think to answer Graham's question directly, I think it was effective enough. Yeah. But I think Ryan, I think Ryan, when he wrote that into the script, had knew that scene was in Force Awakens. And then when I think the movie, and I, I, I'm not quote anything directly but it was kind of like when that when the movie came out and he was like gulp yeah that scene's not there damn it (laughs) yeah gosh i never even thought about it uh, not being effective because i I, like you guys i I knew about it and so it hit me really hard when i saw that Mm -hmm. but that would be problematic if you don't know what that they are, or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, oof, that's, that's an awkward yeah. problem to have. Yeah, but, and I, I like how they were, because for me, it was kind of used like Luke going, here, here's the dice, Leia. By the way, I'm not here. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it had right. a different meaning. It just, yeah. True. I think like you needed some totem of Han. Mm-hmm. And I think even if you didn't know about them or you knew about them once and forgot, we do see Luke physically take them off the Falcon. And I mean, it is a much more elegant, personal thing than him walking around with Han's blaster. Yes. You know, oh, God, looking yeah. at an old DL-44 and putting that in Leia's hand. <laughs> so you need something peaceful. So I think it was effective. It could have been more effective if that shot had could remained. Have, in could have been more, but I, you, you and I have the same mind. That's with, with Luke pulling him down and the focus on it, because a lot of people say there was Luke, Luke didn't even seem effective. He absolutely was affected, yeah. and that was part of it. And was Luke, a Jedi who's not supposed to be attached to things, kind of attaching some feelings to that moment and yeah. that, that, that item. So right. in a way, yeah. it was effective. But I think it's a fair question, Graham. Yeah. On Patreon, we like to take... At least uh, two questions from our Patreon supporters there. Uh, Gary Hassara says, why does Luke leave it to Poe to figure out that he is stalling to give the Rebels uh, time to escape? The mere fact you are stalling means that you realize the time is of essence. If Poe doesn't figure it out in time, Luke dies for nothing. Why doesn't he just say to Poe, follow those foxes while they take care of business out front? All right? <laughs> this is another fair question. I think we can turn into mini Star Wars counseling here. I... I I have a problem with this scene that isn't necessarily this, Gary, but um, I don't like that Poe's like, wait a minute, he's stalling. Like, yeah. That's a little too on the nose. Okay. Yes. A little too on the nose moment, I think, should have been like, I, I need, you need Poe to have the leadership moment. Yeah. It might have been like, better to be like, just, we need to go now. Why? He's stalling him. Let's get out of here. Not like, yeah, I figured this out. I but that's that, my only complaint. I think that moment pops because there's also the service to Finn going on right there where he wants to run out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, I think. But, but don't, I, but yeah, I, I think. I agree you, that there could have been a more elegant. Ele- yeah, you could have, in my mind, you, Finn could be like, let's go save him. No, no, no. We need to go. Versus the actual line, you, you know, you want to. Uses less on the nose dialogue as possible. It's, it, yeah, you know. So I, we're in the we're yes. in agreement. It's, yes. I, it didn't take me out of the movie, but I think it leads to this question, Jennifer. What Gary's asking is, you know, I don't know. Sometimes the answer is because the the movie would have ended. You know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but exactly. it's a fair question. Yeah. Any it thoughts? is a fair question. Yeah, you know what? I think maybe what we're talking about is makes it kind of problematic is that it is so like exposition-y and on the yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar Isaac is such a fantastic actor. All he really had to do is just kind of give a moment of realization like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on here. He yeah. doesn't have to vocalize it and be like, you know, let's mm-hmm. go, blah, blah, blah. Um, my answer is always, it's once well, on the movie. I'm yeah. terrible. It's because well, right. it's, it's, it's different than the Holdo, why didn't Holdo tell Poe thing, which she, right. didn't, she didn't have to. She yeah. didn't need to. Mm-hmm. It is a little different than that, Joseph, though. Yeah. But yeah. Here's my Star Wars counseling okay. uh, mm-hmm. on this. I think, basically, when Luke is handing Leia the dice that we just talked about and letting her know that he isn't really there and she has that look of understanding that has been confirmed by Ryan Johnson, Luke is yeah. telling Leia everything. Because to Luke... Mm. That's the leader of the resistance. That's the person who needs to know, Leia, I'm not here, but I'll stall your son. Leia could have right then said, hey, everybody know what's going on. Let's go. But Leia is waiting for Poe to figure it out as she has been doing the whole movie. Right. Bam. Then, so then, there so now go. it's her fault. No, no. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think you're right, too, that just logistically... Luke would have thought she's in charge. Yeah. Yes. Luke communicated the information to the person in charge. And like that, it, you know, if this film was about uh, Poe Dameron fails, yeah, it yeah. would have been like going like, uh, all right, Poe, I was hoping you'd figure this out because I want you to be the leader. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and it, it ties in with her that like, yeah, why are you yeah. looking at me? He figured it out. Yeah. I didn't need to tell him. Yeah. It's, and again, I think the, I think the moment's fine, but it just was a one little clunky moment. There, yeah. Which is, which, yeah. hey, 
the movies allowed to yeah, have that. But Gary, clunker too. It's a fair question, and we're very glad you asked it. I mm-hmm. like that. I would have loved though a movie, a line in the movie from Luke. This follow those foxes. Yeah, really great. <laughs> Nathan Furtado, probably not related to Nelly, but. Here we go. Do we have a canon answer on the fate of Home One? We know it survived Jakku, but I don't think we've seen it since. Is it possible it returns in Episode Nine as the flagship of the Resistance? Akbar's ship, seen prominently in Return of the Jedi, it is faded from memory. Joseph, yes, what do you think about yes. this? I, I, I checked on Wikipedia. Uh, I didn't see anything in current canon. So my assumption is that it is a museum gift shop on Moncala. I love that, Jennifer. Yeah. That's I'm there. Gosh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like did I miss something? I haven't been reading the books. What is, <laughs> what is the answer? Uh, I have no idea. I I think it's at the time, and and I would have to correct myself on on the canon and read the Wikipedia article. Help me, Joseph. But I think already by the time Jedi's there, it is an old ship. Yeah, it's repurposed. It's repurposed. It was like a pleasure cruise ship kind of, or maybe just a regular old ship, but they turned it into a military, which was the same same with the Profundity. Yeah. Uh, It was was a a, a repurposed battleship. That's what the Mon Cala did, uh, or Mon Calamari on Mon Cala. So I think at the end of Jedi, they were like... We've got peace, or the end of Jakku, all the stuff, we got peace. We can actually retire this year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it retired on, That's, like, poor Akbar. Poor Akbar. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the wounds are still open. <laughs> it's like when they sent Barristan Selmy away. Akbar, uh, why don't you go onto your ship? A ship to die in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that is it for this week, guys. We love talking news and reviews and reactions, but I really think where we have uh, the most fun uh, as Force Center broadcasters and with you, the fans, are these deep dive uh, topics we can really uh, layer pill back the layers, order Chipotle burritos together. It's a lot of fun. So we appreciate you taking the time to, to listen and, and discuss with us Ray's journey. If you have some thoughts on Ray's journey or just in general and you want to ask us some questions, there's a lot of places to do it at Force Center Pod on Twitter. Facebook page is the Force Center Podcast. Like us there. We mentioned Patreon. You can support us there on patreon.com slash Force Center. We always take questions there. We have merch if you want to rep us. T Public has our shirts. Just search Force Center tpublic.com slash user slash force center and we get that iheart murder bear shirt podcast is available everywhere podomatic apple Podcasts, google play stitcher tune in spotify iheart radio and <laughs> speaking of itunes joseph those mystery algorithms they're still out there for us to battle yeah that's right we will always be going through this journey this this hero's journey to get more ratings and reviews on <laughs> apple podcast slash itunes uh people have been really great about giving us more uh, reviews it really helps us up uh, pop up higher in the list which means more people discover the podcast which means we can make more podcasts it takes just a second to do a rating a review is great because then we know uh what you're thinking why you enjoy the podcast or, or what you would like to see uh come next on the podcast all those things check that out on iTunes. Absolutely. We have our own brands and businesses out there, <laughs> like the one of Jennifer Landa's YouTube page. Jennifer, yes, plug I away. I shall plug my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa, where I'm posting lots of Star Wars videos. I'm also blogging at Jenny Landa, J-E-N-I, Landa.com, Star Wars style, things for the Padawans, all that good stuff. 
Absolutely, Mr. Scrimshaw, you are a man about town, and people can track you on uh, a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah, you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com. That has a live shows page that will uh, let you know about stuff that I am doing around town. I have a monthly comedy variety show here in Los Angeles called Game Night. You can also check that out. Uh, And then I have my comedy albums, uh, in particular one called Rebel Scum about Star Wars. You can get a link to that on my website, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at josephscrimshaw, and my podcast, Obsessed, which was on hiatus is back up and running there's also a link to that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com a lot there to choose from i'm at ken knapsack across all social media platforms you can listen to my podcast and knapsack files but i'm also on twitch now you can just find me on at ken knapsack and uh, hang out with me while i pew 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 we can talk about (laughs) star wars life fast food whatever you want so that is it for this week for the caretakers and their skills at hair and jedi robe making We'll see you next time. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.